When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. The Texas Rangers are World Series champions. The baseball season is over, and that means it's the Baseball Insiders podcast's time to shine. I'm Adam Weinerb, and I am here today as the offseason gets ready to begin with fan-sided MLB insider Robert Murray. We're going to be talking the end of the series. We're going to be talking the Padres and their weird situation, which is certainly in flux. We're going to be talking the first moves of the offseason. We're going to be answering your questions Robert, the Rangers are champs. Are you feeling as good as they are this afternoon? I'm feeling pretty good for uh, all things considered here. Usually whenever you attend some ball games like that and have some super late nights, you feel like a pile of doo-doo, but uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Adam, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I stayed up to watch Survivor after the final out last night, so I'm a little tired, but I I was not there. I didn't get to experience the joy, elation, and uh, agony of defeat that the Diamondbacks experienced, I guess, although I don't know how much agony you really feel being the 84-win Diamondbacks and making it all the way to the World Series, but you were there last night, right? I was there. I was, in fact, there in in person, and it was freaking – I'll tell you, it was weird because, like, Throughout that those entire all those games, it was super energetic right out of the right off the bat, and all of a sudden within the first three innings, the Diamondbacks were just seemingly out of both games. And then last night, they had so many different chances. They had what nine different at bats with runners in scoring position to start the game, and they just did not come through at all. And that excitement turned to frustration in the crowd. And um, yeah, it was just, it was a really weird atmosphere. Uh, props to the Rangers because they. Uh, not many people thought they would uh, they would get to this point, even after all those signings. And I remember you look at all the the tweets after they signed Jacob Degrom, and Degrom said he signed there because he wanted a chance to win. People clowned him and said that there was no way they'd win a World Series there. And then lo and behold, uh, not even a year later, they win their first ever World Series, and Bruce Bochy wins his fourth ring in what like ten years? Crazy, but yeah, props to the Rangers and also props to the Diamondbacks as well. Pretty pretty awesome year for them. Absolutely. The Rangers had to steer out of the skid. They almost crashed out of the playoffs entirely. We got a lot to talk about. I thought about wearing my Rangers hat today, but instead I went with a throwback, the Torrey Pines hat, because the offseason has begun. People are golfing again. Joe Jimenez is already in Atlanta Brave. The Braves Foundation got a little bit richer today, and we've got so much to discuss on the show. But first, the sponsorship. Uh, Today's show is sponsored by Super Draft DFS. Super Draft hosts daily fantasy prop games where you can compete for a chance to win cash prizes. The game is simple. For each contest, you are given a pool of props for upcoming games. You pick whether each prop will be over or under the given total. You can choose up to eight different props for a bigger win. 
If you want to join in on the action, we got you covered over the Baseball Insider. Sign up with our promo code FAN today and receive a deposit match up to $20. You will also receive a free pick in your first game. Think of it like a free square in Big O or a free leg to a parlay. Using code FAN when signing up not only gets to these great awards, it also lets you directly support this show. So make sure to use promo code FAN when you sign up. The offer is only available to new customers who are 18 plus in most legal valid states, 19 plus in Alabama, 21 plus in Massachusetts. Please remember to always game responsibly. Check the episode description for the full time terms of the offer and join us in the Discord server if you want to talk to Robert and I between shows, talk about trades, talk about free agency. The offseason door is opening up. Now is the time to become a YouTube member and join us in that private Discord channel. I see everybody's got their questions in. We will certainly get to as many as we can. We appreciate you dropping them in the chat as always. Robert, I want your perspective, of course, as someone who was in the locker room last night. For me, what's, what strikes me as sort of most important about the Rangers winning this World Series is that all year I was kind of bummed out for the sport of baseball watching the Mets, watching the Padres, watching the teams that went for it this offseason and were not rewarded. But here are the Rangers, the champions of baseball, 102-loss team in 2021. They signed Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon together that offseason. They enter that shortstop fray in free agency, that world-class group of shortstops, and they say, we're a 102-loss team. We could easily stay out of this. But not only are we going to get in it, we're going to get two of them. Uh, they go uh, fourth this offseason, get Jacob deGrom. That doesn't work, only makes a few starts. So they realize they need more. They trade for Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery at the deadline. They just keep taking bites at the apple, and eventually it worked. That is my top takeaway, and it's the first title in franchise history. So when you are that desperate, you have to keep chasing it, and that's what Chris Young in the front office did. That's what John Daniels did, setting the foundation before him. So what's your top takeaway from this series, and what did you sort of pick up in that winning locker room last night? Yeah, the uh, the sense I got, not just from last night, but it was basically throughout, like it was after games four and five, I got the sense from the Rangers, it was just like they had the right mindset of winning it. Like they were super locked in. And even after winning game four, when they got up in the series three to one, uh, they weren't trying to like talk about their big lead early on where they're up 10 to nothing. They weren't trying to talk about anything like that. They said they're already on to game five. And they are one game away from their mission. So they were super locked in. But I think what was really interesting, too, is and I talked to multiple players about this, is they saw how that franchise spent one in upgrading the offense and then the next offseason upgrading their pitching staff. And obviously it hasn't necessarily worked out for other teams in terms of that big spending. But they think that is the way of the future now and how the future offseasons are going to go where these teams try to just spend big in free agency is what that's what those players thought. So I'm curious to see if that's the direction a lot of different teams go. Um, but the players in that locker room certainly saw it too. And, um, and I'll tell you, even now uh, free agency is already like kind of active. I mean, we've seen Joe Jimenez uh, sign with the Braves. Um, I am like 99.9% .9 sure on this one, but I am, uh, I'm waiting for the go text, but I believe Sean Newcomb is resigning with the Oakland Athletics. Um, that is what my sources tell me. It'd be a one year for a one million dollar deal. I know, I know it's small news, but it's something. Uh, the Brewers just resigned Colin Ray as well. 
Um, so, I mean, free agency is already active. There's going to be plenty of big moves that are made. I saw somebody in earlier, I think it was Justin asked if, um, if Shoyo Otani is going to sign early. I don't think so. I think that's one that's going to be, it's not going to be like a spring training signing by any means, but that's not going to be an immediate one because that is, um, I mean, that's the biggest deal in baseball history. There's going to be owners involved and that's always going to take a little bit longer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, it would not surprise me at all based on my conversation with with Rangers players last night if a lot of these teams started to spend a little bit more or a lot of it more, I should say. Yeah, that stood out. Uh, I mean, watching from afar, obviously, you know, you're, you're what, what are you going to get, right? If you spend all that money, you're going to get fans who lose to you clowning on you saying you bought a championship, but you're also going to get a championship. And I think the fans will be forever grateful, whether you're breaking a long drought or whether you are just trying to get the franchise back on the right track. Uh, and potentially the most like for me, the the longest lasting moment from the post game, the moment I'll remember was whoever decided to ask Corey Seager, you know, why the Dodgers let him go. The, the reporter who sort of said like, Hey, I'm going to ask you the question that I keep getting texted about why the Dodgers let you go. And Seager just had a no interest in answering it and B maybe couldn't answer it because that's kind of just that that's the enduring story of this world series for a lot of people. It's Corey Seager proved himself to be a postseason beast in LA. The Dodgers allowed him to test free agency. Some other team was smart enough to pay him for 13 full years. It's going to hurt eventually, but right now you get the modern Reggie Jackson world series MVP in two leagues and he carries you to a title. That's what, that's what the money is for as John Hamm as Don Draper once said. I'll tell you, man, it's, it's, <laughs> I didn't expect that quote to be that early. I'm sorry. I'm getting, that's what the money life. is for. Boy, I'll tell you, it's good. That's a good, a good, imp- I'm telling you, man, we, we, we love it, but I'll tell you this off season is going to be so freaking fascinating with, in terms of the money that's spent the Shoei Otani contract. I'm telling you there's, so I'm confident it's going to start with a five. I will like, I also would not rule it out starting with a six, even with the Tommy John surgery, it's going to be a huge, it's going to be a huge contract. I'm just going to tell you right now that it's even with the Tommy John, it's, it might surprise some people just get ready. I had a, I mean, Jim Bowden was the latest prediction I saw. He was the first person I saw go under 500 mil. I think it was like 477 with a whole bunch of escalators and incentives or whatever, but that's got to be, the absolute low end. And you know Juan Soto is watching everything that happens with Shohei Otani too as he stands one year away from a free agency where he's going to try to beat 440 at the very least. Oh, 100%. I'll tell you, I saw that prediction from Bowden and I sent it to to somebody who is going to be involved in the Shohei market and they thought that was low. Specifically, the response was LOL. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting it to be it's going to be more. I'm, I'm confident it starts with a five. If it starts with a four, I mean, that's not a failure. I mean, that's still, that's still life-changing money. Um, and then also, too, I think this is something that's really interesting and worth pointing out is um, if you look at uh, Shohei Otani's agency, it is um, CAA Sports, and they have had Trey Turner, who had a $342 million deal uh, or offer from the Padres, Turn it down if, and sign for three hundred million with the Phillies. So it was forty-two million less. Um, and then there was another player. There's two that took less money in a recent. Oh, it was uh, Brian Reynolds. 
Uh, Brian Reynolds took less money to stay with the Pirates, and he could have easily gotten more money elsewhere had he like been traded or had he ended up going to be a free agent. Um, but they let their players sign where they wanted where they, where they wanted to be, and um, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you like I think that's something that is certainly worth mentioning here is if Otani wants to play somewhere, um, it's possibly takes less. It's going to be a huge contract no matter what. Well, that's something that that agency prioritizes and it's players like signing players where they want to be um, or where they want to be. And uh, yeah, as I said, that might, that's just something to keep in the back of your mind here. Absolutely. Um, this offseason is going to come at us fast and furious. Uh, although the Otani thing, hopefully we're going to be able to squeeze that orange for a while and get a lot of juice out of it. Uh, lots to talk about in the back half before we move on from the World Series. I just like. I want to celebrate some of the people who who won last night, who maybe won for the first time last night or cemented their Hall of Fame cases. Um, I'm having tr- I tried to just lay it out like, hey, who are we happiest for? But it wasn't that easy because there are a lot of people I'm very equally happy for Bruce Bochy. Like if he wasn't a Hall of Famer already four World Series in just over a decade. Come on. He's sailing into Cooperstown now. Chris Young proved himself. Uh, in, in a major market it, for, you know, whenever you break that drought, like let Chris Young be as famous as Theo Epstein, like just because the Red Sox had that 86 year drought and it is a little longer, you know, than the Rangers It's longer than the Rangers existence. The Rangers had no world series in their existence. And they had the curse of the Nelson Cruz drop fly ball, who ironically retired today, almost like, Oh, the Rangers won the world series. Okay. My work here is done. I got to get out of here. I feel good for Chris Young. I feel great for Marcus Simeon, who, um, you know, new dad, Marcus Simeon. Uh, The drought-ending Rangers fans, of course, Nate Lowe playing while his mother undergoes chemotherapy for brain cancer, uh, just finished her first round, gave a message for her last night. Uh, What about you? Is there anybody else that you feel happiest for at the end of all this? Uh, I I read a great – I read all the great Rangers columns this morning. I wanted to read – uh, you know, whenever anybody wins their first, whenever anybody breaks a long drought and it's not Boston, I want to read about it. And there were a lot of 50 plus year old sports writers and fans basically saying, I cried last night. You only get your first once. And uh, it felt really good to read all that stuff. But I don't know who you're specifically happy for today. Yeah, like there's so many different candidates. I, I like I grew up a Giants fan. So like I always have a soft spot for Bruce Bochy. But I will say like Travis Jankowski, that story was freaking awesome. And he waited nine years to get into the majors or to, to make his uh, postseason debut, I should say. And he ended up being thrust into the starting lineup when Adolis Garcia got hurt. And he had two key RBI right immediately at the start of the game. And he made some really good defensive plays. And for a guy who waited that long, um, he couldn't have made the most of his opportunity. And who would have thought um, um, that of all the former Mets, including Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom, would be Jankowski who made the biggest impact in the uh, in the World Series. By the way, I just got the go text on Sean Newcomb. So take it away, good sir. Yeah, well, you heard it here first if you're watching the show, but now if you follow Robert on Twitter, you're about to see it all over again. Uh, Sean Newcomb of the A's, the hot stove is heating up ahead of the GM meetings, which are next week. The offseason is officially underway. We got a lot of great questions to get to, and believe me, we're going to get to all of these before the end of the show on the back half. Um, But want to focus on last night's game first, as well as, look, this is a toughie, you know, why did the Diamondbacks go with a bullpen game down 2-1 in game four? 
they certainly had to. They're running out of starters. It didn't end up as much of a bloodbath as it looked like it was going to be up top when they were down 10-0 almost immediately. They fight back because, of course, they did. The upstart Diamondbacks just were not really equipped to cover four World Series games with starters. But I will say, so this is personal opinion, just me. It seemed like there was backlash to the backlash after game four from people going, hey, what'd you expect the Diamondbacks to do? You know, they didn't have the roster. Of course, they had to do a bullpen game. And of course, when it gets ugly, it's going to look ugly. But as Michael in the comments mentioned, low ratings. Rob Manfred's probably going to have to address those. I think those come from Diamondbacks Rangers. I don't think he got a lot of -of out-of-market viewers, but the low ratings are going to be a story of this World Series. I think the ugliness of game four where... It took a valiant relief effort to get a, you know, to stop a position player from pitching. I think that's going to be a story coming from this World Series. And I'm personally of the opinion that even when bullpen games work, they're still ugly. I still don't want them in the World Series. And I understand I might be in the minority there. And I understand there are going to be some people who just say, if it's the smarter strategy, why not do it? There was another great tweet last night that was basically like, I don't remember whose it was, but it was the third time through the order stuff, colon, is completely correct, A, and B, absolutely sucks. And that's how I feel. You have to manage smartly. You can't manage with your pants around your ankles, but it just sucks that it's right. And that's sort of how I feel. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, in, in regards to bullpen games, sorry, I was just – are you saying in regards to bullpen games? Just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, bullpen games, yeah. like all, all of these, like making the early move before you maybe would 15 years ago, but you have to kind of thing. Yeah, I'll tell you, like, I'm not typically like I wouldn't be a fan of world or of bullpen games in the World Series, but I don't think the Diamondbacks had any other choice. Like, no. if you look at their their rotation, they had Zach Gallon, they had Merrill Kelly, Brandon Fott, and then I mean, you could talk about the ghosts of Zach Davies and Madison Bunker. Yeah, but uh, a big yeah, zero in Game Four. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, they were they were left with no other choice. But I will say, like, I will say this, like. Their strategy, like, I understood it because, I mean, they had no other choice. But their, their biggest mistake was bringing Miguel Castro in in the second inning. I was sitting next to Zach Buchanan, uh, who is a terrific writer, um, um, who was, yeah, like, who, who was covered the Diamondbacks extensively. And as soon as Castro was put into the game, we both looked at each other and said, this is a huge mistake. And there was a runner on second base inserting him in with, um, with like – in that situation just made no sense and it came back to bite them square in the ass. And uh, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't cost them the world series, but like it, uh, it, it didn't help for sure. And I thought that was the key in that game for that, just being blown up and, and them having no chance at the end. I agree with you as someone who was privy to the Miguel Castro experience last year. Uh, Congrats to the Rangers and congrats to the Diamondbacks as well. Nothing to be ashamed of, but you might want to sign a number four starter next year because again, as Don Draper said, (laughs) that's what the money is for. Can we just get a button so that I don't have to do it? Like I'm going to be doing that all off season long. So we could just get a button to auto. I'll record it uh, off podcast. We got to We got to get that working. Um, let's talk about the offseason. We got plenty of questions to field, uh, plenty of managerial vacancies. It kind of feels like managerial vacancies are what you expect to get filled first as we officially open the portal to this very scary offseason. Uh, the Padres market clarified itself a little bit this week. The Mets and Craig Council are dancing around each other. Uh, what do you feel like we can expect first, uh, other than Joe Jimenez? 
and uh, the Braves Foundation once the offseason begins. Yeah, so I, I've spent the bulk of my morning trying to figure out exactly what is what this managerial search um, is going to look like around the league. And I have gotten a sense that obviously Craig Council is the key figure in this thing. And my I am under the impression that the Guardians are waiting for Council's decision here in regards to how they're going to proceed with their managerial search. And if let's say council goes to the Mets, then the guardians are going to have to be faced with the decision. And like Stephen vote is a very serious candidate in, uh, in, in Cleveland for sure. I also would expect him to be a candidate in Milwaukee because I will, I think I've said it on this podcast a bunch um, that um, like Stephen vote was in, Craig Council's pocket, like basically whenever, like vote was the backup catcher in Milwaukee for a season or two. And he was always around council in the dugout trying to ask him different questions about how he was, how he was managing the game or just little different things that went into it. And I remember a bunch of people predicting when I was on the Brewers beat that vote would end up being council's replacement. But I'll tell you, if council goes elsewhere, they're going to have to pounce pretty quickly on vote because he's a very coveted candidate. Um, and I will like I'll also say too, like if you look at the other managerial openings that are out there, Padres, uh, I still think they go in-house, even though they've been connected to some external candidates recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Shelton and Flaherty are also like those are the two ones to really watch there. The Angels is still a huge, huge, huge mystery. And I will like I'll pull up this text from somebody who is involved in like he's he's not a managerial candidate, but he's somebody who has a good idea of what it looks like. He was like and I asked about the Angels' job, and his response was, nobody wants to go to that death trap. That's not very encouraging for that job. I'm very curious to see where exactly the Angels go for the search, but, um, yeah, it's it's a very scary job, especially with uncertainty at the top, um, with all the rumors about the president of baseball operations and, and also Artie Moreno uh, being about as unpredictable of an owner as there is in baseball. I look forward to MLB dropping all their official hashtags of the 2024 season and the Angels being hashtag death trap. That would uh, that would feel good to me. You see the little Angels logo pop up next to death trap. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So council is still council's the linchpin, right? You know, we're, we're all waiting to see where he drops. Sounds like he's potentially, you know, not really in the Padres mix, not really in the angels mix. Uh, but the Mets are having that conversation. Cleveland is certainly having that conversation. And while the Padres figure out who internally fills that vacancy or externally, they might be having monetary problems to deal with too. We already knew they wanted to shed $50 million, that's the number that we heard from their payroll. And a good portion of that could be, you know, hey, trade Juan Soto, problem solved. Like Justin said, that's at least $30 million, potentially a little bit more in his final year of arbitration. But we learned this week that they tried to get a loan of $100 million to pay off their payroll. MLB said, that's a, that's a little high. I don't know about that. They countered with 50 and MLB approved it. So they took out a $50 million loan and not just for pie in the sky, like, you know, not just to put a bouncy castle in right field to pay out players and and pay out their payroll. Um, Is there, you know, what are you hearing about the Padres finances? And does this make a Juan Soto trade realistic, more realistic? I mean, what does this do to their off season? It, It definitely adds a, unique element to it because i don't recall this happening to many teams if any like that's it was really interesting getting that alert yesterday um from dennis lynn and ken rosenthal and evan drellick of the athletic and and reading the story it instantly made you think about what kind of impact it could have on their offseason and it's uh the answer is is i'm still not overly sure yet like there was obviously there's been signs that they're going to shed payroll for sure um, they just, you don't necessarily know where, where that's going to come from. And for me, I think, I don't know if it adds to the likelihood of the, of Juan Soto being traded this winter. I, I think if, if they had it their way, they would keep them and they do, they, they want to keep them for sure. Um, like that's, they want to win. And in order to win, I think if you have Juan Soto on your team, you, you want to keep them. Um, but what that means for other players on that team, I don't necessarily know, but, um, I see a lot of people reacting as, as if the Padres are going to go full out sell mode now to try to to get their finances, right. That's not Peter Seidler's DNA. That's not AJ Preller's DNA. They're going to try to win, but they just might have to get a little bit more creative, uh, in doing so. And I think Justin makes a really good point. This probably means, or is a pretty good indication that Shohei Otani is probably unlikely. Uh, I think it was even trending that way beforehand. Um, it was funny. Like I remember, what was it? The year that they ended up acquiring Juan Soto, they were obviously connected to Shohei Otani. And I will tell you, their interest was real at that trade deadline. And there was even some thought among some people that the Padres could have acquired both players, um, which was, I don't know if that's ever gotten reported before, but, um, that was definitely a thought and, um, didn't pan out, but I would not expect Otani to go to San Diego this winter. That's my long winded way of saying I would not. I would not think that's going to happen. I worry that if they don't 
trade Soto or seriously dangle Soto, though, that they end up in Artie Moreno territory, though, where it's like, we're not going to trade him in the offseason. Maybe we'll reconsider the deadline. Oops, now it's only a half year of Juan Soto. It's even worse. The package is smaller. Ah, to hell with it. We'll play through the end of the year. You know, we'll, we'll get Lucas Giolito uh, midseason, and now we'll put him on waivers in August. Like, it just feels like we, we already saw such deterioration from the Padres this offseason that I worry it could go further down that rabbit hole. But we will uh, we'll certainly see they're going to be uh, – they refuse to not be a team that we have to pay attention to. They're just like the most central non-playoff team of this past season, one slot ahead of the New York Mets two slots ahead of the New York Yankees. And I can't wait to see what the Padres get up to want to hit a few of these questions before we sign off. And again, another reminder, join us in the discord after the show. If you've got more questions that don't get answered, we'll certainly answer them on next week's show. Uh, come tweet it, Robert tweet at me. I'll flag them down, but come to the discord. We can chat between shows for sure. Just become a YouTube member for 99 cents a month to join the conversation there. Uh, I want to hit the Talking Twins podcast question first uh, about Yoshinobu Yamamoto and Shota Minaga, who are both on the market. One is like the dandy of the offseason, $200 million pitching contract for a Japanese import, people are speculating. Imanaga beat Yamamoto in Stuff Plus in the World Baseball Classic. He's a 30-year-old lefty. It's a different situation, but both should be coveted. You're seeing from an outside perspective, you know, the Giants connected to Yamamoto, Kodai Senga recruiting him to the Mets, the Yankees sent Brian Cashman to go watch his no-hitter in person in September. Imanaga, though, it feels like the market, you know, if you want talent for $150 million less, you could do worse. What are you hearing about the markets of both of those players? Yeah, I'll admittedly, like, I don't have that great of a feel for Imanaga's market, but I will say with Yamamoto, I think that contract will start with a two. Um, It's going to be a pretty hefty contract, and we're talking about a lot of the big market teams being in there. And we're also – I think it's really telling that um, the Giants sent a lot of their top people out there, like Farhan Zaidi and other top members of that organization went out and and watched him pitch. And there was other teams that did that for sure too, but – I want to say there's there was reports that the Giants will not be outbid for certain players that they want. Uh, that, that is not my own reporting. That is some other people's reporting. Um, but I, I believe he, Yamamoto is a player that the Giants want, and I'm going to predict that's where he ends up going. Um, I think yeah. that's certainly one to watch. So That's that's what it feels like to me as well, for sure. And, and that I saw that report. They certainly said – you know, they, they wouldn't connect it to a player, but they said, hey, we suspect they won't be outbid for the players they like. Also, they like Yamamoto. You guys connect the dots yourselves. And uh, we will for now. We'll see what's up. Um, Want to get uh, Canyon's question in here. Canyon Swartz, a member of the Discord, uh, proudly in the comments. Shout out to Canyon. Uh, asking about Jack Flaherty. And I think this is just a jumping off point to say that I'm still waiting for him to end up in Southern California. And I have been for a long time. And he's felt like a, you know, the Dodgers covet bounce backs. He is from Los Angeles. I, I can't imagine he's not seeking the Dodgers and the Dodgers, I would imagine, could figure out whatever's ailing him. But what's your take on the Jack Flaherty situation? That's exactly your mind when exactly where mine is. Mine has been going for a while. I think Flaherty is like the perfect candidate for the Dodgers. Um, they need multiple starting pitchers and they can't just spend on all the big free agents. Um so I, I think Flaherty on a one-year deal makes a ton of sense. And it also is also worth noting 
that the Dodgers, when they signed Noah Syndergaard last year, um, Flaherty is represented by the same agent as, as Syndergaard. It's Ryan Hamill of CAA. Ah, so I think there's a, there's, a his, there's a history of doing deals there. And Flaherty grew up in that area, grew up a Dodgers fan. There's a lot of different connections. I think it makes a ton of sense. So give me the Dodgers for Jack Flaherty. That Syndergaard contract, you know, maybe, maybe you don't want to go back to the well, though, whoever negotiated yeah, that yeah. with you. That's fair. All of that, like, there's no one who could have forecasted it being like going that poorly. I mean, that was, I felt bad for him at the end. And then, like, if you would have told me going into the year that Syndergaard would struggle so mightily that he'd be getting traded in a salary dump for Ahmed Rosario and then DFA'd like immediately after one of his starts, I would have said that you were crazy. Um, but that's how it went. I feel bad for him. I don't know if he's pitched his last inning in Major League Baseball, but, um, if it was like that is that'll certainly go down as one of the more roller coaster ride of a career in uh, in recent history. I think I mean n- nothing to me will top Steven Strasburg. Um that one was crazy but um just really unfortunate what happened there with Syndergaard because he's if when he was healthy it was awesome. And yeah. also a great Twitter follow as well. He was fun. It's I think we're on the 8 year anniversary, 8 years my god of like of him knocking out Alcides Escobar to start off that World Series game. I've I vividly remember watching that out in NYC with Met fan friends. And I, I maintained at the time, look, not a Mets fan, but when baseball matters in your city, that's good for every baseball fan. It was electric to watch baseball matter in New York. And, and some of that was Noah Syndergaard. Oh, 100% too. And I, I like also I, angels fans have, have found my combat about the death trap. <laughs> my, my Twitter message. So I'll, I will say, I want to give a shout out to uh, beyond the halo, uh, very good Twitter account who is a loyal watcher of the show and always aggregates whatever I say about the angels. And um, <laughs> that one is good. It's it's, I can already tell my, my mentions are going to be a dumpster fire, uh, but hey, I appreciate you beyond the halo. Um, Oh boy, that uh, I, as soon as I said that, I knew that was gonna that was just opening up a can of worms. But that's that's legitimately what I was told, and I'll always say what I'm told on here. So oh, I hate I hate those 24 hours after you say something on Twitter that you stand by, but still, like I I waded into the Trevor Bauer fray this week when Mookie Beth talked about Trevor Bauer, and as soon as I hit send, I was like, why did I do that? My next 24 hours are gonna suck, and then they did. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to comment on there. I'm not. No, I'm I have not, nothing. I have nothing more to say other than to say I tweeted something and I went, "Nah, this is going to be so toxic," and it was pretty toxic. Um, yeah, t- that's, that's, that seems to happen on on the old X machine. I almost said the Twitter machine. I'm slowly getting better at calling it an X and not Twitter. But. I just I refuse. It's it's X Twitter. It used to be Twitter. Now it's X. I guess um, we got to give the Cubbies fans a little bait. Here, uh, just because Johnny asking what they're going to do. Trevor asking about Soto. Pete Alonzo. Uh, Hunter Miser asked, what's Jed cooking? Reliably, whenever we start the offseason chatter, we got a lot of Cubs fans in the comments. I don't want to leave them hanging. So uh, they have big dreams this offseason. They missed the playoffs yeah. by a wizard's beard hair last year. What do you foresee for the Cubs to start this offseason? Yeah, it's. I think at first they're going to have to figure out exactly what the futures are for um, Cody Bellinger and Marcus Stroman here. And I will say, like, I think if they had it in their mind or if they had it their way, they would resign Cody Bellinger. He seemed like he was a perfect fit in Chicago. But that being said, that contract could get pretty, pretty hefty. And I, this is the one of the more like interesting ones that I can recall in baseball because I genuinely 
am not exactly sure what that contract is going to look like, but I've talked to numerous people who would not be surprised if that contract for Bellinger came in around $200 million. And I don't know what team will give him that deal. I don't know if it would be the Cubs, um, but I, it's just, I, I genuinely don't know. Like I, I joke with Bob Nightingale the other day. I was like, if there was ever a team that would do it, let's say the Rockies didn't re-sign, uh, or if they didn't sign Chris Bryant, they seem like they would be primed to give Bellinger 200 million bucks, but I, I can't see them doing that again. Um, but Stroman, that, that's all he's, that's a really interesting decision they got there too. And let's say he's not back next year. I like clearly from all, everything that he said, he wants to return to Chicago. Um, but like, if, if he doesn't return, then you got to imagine they're going to be pretty involved in the starting pitching market. Cause that would be a pretty clear area of need, especially with Kyle Hendricks, probably not going to be pitching in the majors for much longer. Uh, as I'll tell you one of the more underrated careers there, but uh, okay. as well, he's very dependable, very sturdy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, I think those are the two things they got to figure out. And then, then they're going to be able to really like formulate their plan, but it's going to, at first it's going to re- revolve around Bellinger and Stroman. Yeah, Kyle Hendricks, I was surprised to not see him on the list of Ivy League baseball alum all-stars because that was coming up last night because Chris Young, shout out to Princeton University, uh, he was the sixth Ivy League all-star, joining a hilarious list of names. Lou Gehrig, famous man, Red Rolfe of the New York Yankees, uh, Ron Darling, Brad Ausmus, and the legendary Mike Remlinger. But Kyle Hendricks was right on the outskirts. Uh, Dartmouth legend Kyle Hendricks, and we will certainly miss him in the major leagues when he is gone. Um, well, the offseason is just beginning. No better time than the present to get on board with the Baseball Insiders. Join the Discord. Join our streams Monday, Thursday, 3.30 Eastern. Join the podcast feed. Rate, review us on Apple, Spotify, everywhere that you can rate and review us. Please subscribe here. Set your alerts. That's how you get the good stuff first. You can already tell the offseason began it hasn't even really begun yet. Kind of like fake began last night when the World Series ended. We're already putting up off-season numbers here in the comment section, here on the stream. People are hanging out, dropping their great questions. We're going to be continuing to answer them all off-season long. Um, yeah, baseball season over. Sad for most, but happy for the baseball insiders. And the GM meetings are next week local to you. You're going to be hanging out there again, right? Trying to pick up tidbits. Yeah, exactly. So the GM meetings are going to be out in Scottsdale here from Tuesday to Thursday of next week. So I will be talking to a bunch of different sources, having a lot of different meetings and and meeting up with people and trying to figure out what's going on. And I would fully expect next week's shows are going to be packed with information. So I would highly recommend um, staying tuned here. And also, like I will just to throw further incentive to join the discord. I will in real time be throwing in stuff there on what I'm hearing. So you will have it before anyone else does in the world. So I would highly recommend um, signing up for the discord so you can be ahead of like every other baseball fan in, in the country. So uh, do that. And we'll also be best pals. So, I mean, sounds pretty dang good to me. There you go. You could be the first one to get the death. The next death trap tweet could be yours. You could be going positively <laughs> viral. Uh, it's just an absolute shit show. Yeah. Um, but as, hey, as I said, I just want to say I want to say thank you to Beyond the Halo because we appreciate you watching. Yeah. Shout out to and everyone else too. Yeah. yeah. 
No, shout out to Beyond the Halo. Shout out to like Red Sox stats. We love you when we see you. Shout out to everybody who watches. Shout out to all the viewers who are who are here commenting. Again, we can't stress enough. Next week, we're gonna have a lot of tidbits. You know, Robert's gonna be active on the scene of the GM meetings. So it might be a good idea to if you don't have your notifications for the channel turned on, turn them on. We might have to move things around, we might have to shuffle. Like we have to figure out the best timing for next week's content. Uh, because we know we're gonna have some juicy stuff. So uh, again, today was brought to you by Sport Superdraft DFS. Uh, if you are not yet a member, if you're not yet uh, on Superdraft, promo code is FAN for all new members. Uh, so sign up today. You get that deposit match up to $20. Promo code FAN. Tell them the Baseball Insider sent you. Tell Beyond the Halo uh, to get on uh, DFS. That's where he should be doing his DFS with Superdraft. Um, and join the Discord. Like Robert said, next week going to be an elite week to be in the Discord. You get it first. Uh, you can get that clout first, start the conversation, join us offline there between episodes. Uh, World Series is over, but we're just getting started. Shout out to the Rangers, a deserved champion. Shout out to the D-backs, a deserved runner-up. And shout out to you, Robert Murray. The show does not exist without you, and this was a first of many electric weeks in a row. It's going to be crazy. I'm absolutely here for it. And I, Adam, I appreciate you, everybody in the comments who made the show as lively as ever. We appreciate you. And we are going to be bringing you a lot of news throughout the entire offseason. So I'd recommend staying tuned, especially here and also into the Discord. And well, we'll see you on Monday. Yeah, I'll see you Monday. We'll see everybody else who joins us. Uh, hopefully same time, I think, 3.30 Eastern. But if we have to move it again, turn those notifications on. Um, you got a big one? Oh, no, I'm saying, should we answer Flash's question here? Yeah, Flash, uh, in order to join the Discord, just become a member of the YouTube channel. I think our producer dropped it earlier in the comments, um, and we'll probably drop it again, trying to resurface that for you. I'll copy-paste. If not, I can't, I'll show it on the screen. Did I just show it on the screen? Yeah. Uh, there there we go. Uh, so just head to the YouTube channel, become a member. I was trying, sorry, sorry I showed this, Joanne. I was trying to copy-paste it again, but I accidentally just, plopped it all over the screen because I can't copy paste from the comment section. Uh, that will be electric audio for anybody who's not watching and is just listening. They'll be like, is Adam the dumbest person alive? Uh, and I'll be like, uh, that's what the money is for. Um, I'll do it again. We got to get that button. Um, until next time, I'm Adam Weiner alongside Fanside of MLB Insider Robert Murray. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.